Welcome to the USU Career Studio podcast that helps you navigate your career path. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tell your friends and family all about it. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere else you listen to get access to our newest content. I'd love to transition kind of to a last topic, really opening up the floor here. Um, but just just looking at the work of tomorrow, uh, again, we've talked a little bit about how some industries are growing. Um, some things are becoming automated. We see a need for just more tech tech skills generally. Um, but I'm I'm really curious, you know, as we look towards you know the next ten to twenty years, I guess give me your predictions. What kinds of jobs, you know, if you were talking to a, a student, maybe your own child, and saying, "Here's the industries that I would be keeping an eye on," mm-hmm. what's top of mind? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just throw something out, and I'm going to have Carrie hit the specifics um, because I think it's I'm not so sure we know what they are what they are. But what I do think we do need to do a better job with with our kids starting much earlier than when they come to us is to help kids learn how to think for themselves, help kids start to process information, you know, whether it's a certificate or a four-year degree or master's degree or PhD, it doesn't matter. You've got to be able to think because I, I can think of 10 of my very best friends and rather than two of them that are doctors, none of them are in the career they went into, but they're all very, very successful but they've had to pivot somewhere along the way to be able to do it. But what they will tell you as you talk to them, it's what they learn. It's not so much the content they learned. It's the process they learned. And more importantly than that, what they'll tell you, it was, I learned to get along well with others. I learned how to communicate. I learned how to connect. I learned how to build relationships. I learned how to build that, that trust factor that then you can then do what you need to do. So Regardless of what it looks like, I would like for us to stay to those core basics in education so that if the economists, which I got complete faith in, I missed the mark of where we're going, people can pivot quite quickly, mm-hmm. which they may need to do anyway, right? Yeah. Because we all have different shifts and changes in our life, but we need to do that. And so I, I'm not so sure, again, it's one for one. It's what do we need to do to prepare students to be able to do that? But mm-hmm. Carrie, tell us more mm-hmm. about Really well, the, and even actually, the job, I'm going to jump in. Job I want see. to hear your thoughts. I, but I, that resonates a lot with me. And it's interesting, even so, I, I work in the career services realm. Um, but even there, we have really transitioned. Uh, I'll call it an industry. That's not the right word. But as a group, we've really transitioned because it used to be students came for career services. You got a resume review, you took a job placement test back in the day, and it told you, oh, you would be a great mechanic or whatever. And we've really transitioned away from that model. Um, and I think we've embedded more critical thinking. And I know here, you know, USU, there's a huge focus on design thinking, which yeah. really at its core is problem solving. How do I identify what's working in my life and, and, and you know, build a solution to that? How do I, Absolutely. you know, test it out? So I really appreciate yeah. that critical thinking component of yeah. careers. But Carrie, no, go ahead. I, you know, I think what I'm going to add is really reiterating what the two of you are focused on. And that is we have significant changes happening in the economy all the time. But there are lots of marginal changes that slowly move our economy in different directions. So really, if I were advising students, it's about being cognizant of those marginal changes, those t- changes that are on the edge. And if they really get involved at their institutions, they're, they're going to find groups of faculty who are hi- actually hyper-focused on this. Um, where I came to learn that that was happening at the institutions was I was involved in our deep technology grants. So the legislature set up a pot of money and said, 
um, institutions, there are there are cutting edge technologies that are going to be needed in the future. We want you to build out new programs and we want to see you partner. And it was amazing what I saw some of our faculty were doing. And I was I just I was excited that we had the dollars to give them. You know, They're applying for um, national science grants and things like that. But really, we said as a state, we sent them the message that we we not only want you to educate people and help them to understand these arenas, we want you to employ the workforce in Utah to do those things. And so I, I, to tell a student, to have a student be ready for the workforce of tomorrow, it's look for those places where you're in faculty, um, your professors are involved in talking to industry. And I think that's something that we also need to focus on moving in the future is like, we need to make that um, connection between the institution and your degree visibly um, detectable for a student as they move. So they should see professors and the department interacting with the industry. They should see the industry physically visibly present in their academia. And I think that's something some of our institutions and some of our departments get right, but some of them have kept that like huge separation between you're here in education, we're purists, we're talking about theory, and oh yeah, go out there and make the connection to the workforce. And we're moving toward making it, and the commissioner's made a huge emphasis on workforce, and he's conveying that to the presidents, and the presidents are conveying it to their departments. And I think it's getting there. We need to do better with that. But I think the idea of having a student go, I am sitting, reading a textbook, um, hashing through some deep theory, but I also know XYZ company hires a lot of people who graduate in my area and they're coming to help with a particular um, directed reading project. So making those connections, I think, and we need to do better. And I like that we're focused on that right now. You know, one of the things that, that comes to my attention is curious talking about that. Um, when the Huntsman School of Business got named the Huntsman School of Business, obviously with a generous donation from the Huntsmans, it came with some criteria. And one of that criteria, and I remember hearing John Huntsman speak about it, was that it needed to be more applicable. It needed to be more connected to what industry is needing. And so what did that mean? That mean that every course needed to be tied back to industry. Students need to be in industry. Students need to be taking what they're learning in that class and applying it through some type of a form, even if it's in the office or on the, the floor or wherever that individual needs to be connected with industry to where they're connecting that back to the class. And that was powerful. And you talk to the students that have been through the program since then. And what you're going to hear from those Huntsman School of Business students is their best part was when they actually went out and connected with industry um, and could actually see what was happening. You could see where all these different components of business come together. And all of a sudden they're taking what they're learning in a textbook or from a faculty member and can apply it, that's, that's, that's changing. And we have so many of our institutions that provide not only graduate research, but undergraduate research. That's, that's where that connectivity comes. That's when you start to think, that's where you start to put, you know, the, the dots together of how this all comes together. So I would just really strongly encourage our students. It's not enough just to go to class. It really isn't anymore. You've got to then get those summer internships. You've got to make sure that you're engaged, you're involved, not only with the classes, but with other activities that are going on at the school. That's why I'm a strong component still. I get some students need the online and it's great. And that's a great avenue. But I think a major component to success of, of our students is those other social activities and events, clubs, you know, the, the study halls, those group sessions that really add that additional 
component to an education that I think is going to propel students for careers 20 years down the road that we don't even know what might look like today. But it's those experiences going to have those students ready, maybe even as much as the concepts they're learning in a classroom. I really appreciate both of these thoughts. And as you were sharing it, it actually made me think back on my own undergraduate experience. I'm a U transplant, um, happily an Aggie now. Um, but while I was there, one of the courses, probably one of one of the few courses that just sticks out that I, I could tell you a lot about that course. It was actually led by industry partners, Love Communications, a local marketing firm here in the area. They had, I think it was their CEO and maybe one of their directors who came and they taught the content. And they said, friends, like, here's, here's the theory, but here's what it looks like in real life. Yep. And we actually worked with real clients building real. And, and I just remembered that was a transformative experience. Um, and, and thinking on that now, I guess it brings me to a question a little bit about equity. You know, some students have the opportunity to seek out internships, you know, in the summer, they, they have the opportunity to get involved in extracurriculars. Other students don't necessarily have that same access. And so I guess, you know, my, maybe a bigger question that I have is how much of it is it on the institutions to embed some of that industry tie career? Yeah. It, it 100% should be on the institutions. Um, let's talk about relevance. That's where the relevance comes in, right? I mean, students have always had that opportunity if they took it on their own, right? Sure. Now what I think we're seeing is our institutions are taking more and more in charge of that and saying it's going to be part of the class. It's going to be part of the learning experience that we it's just expectations, right? Sure. From faculty members. Is it harder? Absolutely, it's harder. When I was teaching business classes and I had to go make those connections with the workforce yes. to be able to put kids in the, you know, on the on the floor or in the office. Yeah, that's a lot of work. But man, what a benefit to those kids. And if we're in it for the right reasons for education, not just stand up and lecture for 45 minutes and go do whatever else you're gonna do the rest of the day, but you're really doing it for <laughs> the kids, then we'll do those right things. And we're seeing our institutions do that. And I applaud them for that. And some's doing it better than others, but I think that's where it has to get. I don't, I don't think we can just say, all right, students, it's on you. Now, there's some responsibility for the students to take that on, right? And because I could go place them in a business and they could just go and do their thing and not really engage and not sure. be involved. So it comes back to that personal thing. But there's kids that will do that. They just don't know and they don't have a mom and dad or they don't have a guardian. They don't have somebody to help guide that direction. So. I think it's 100% on us as educators to make that happen or at least provide the access for that to happen. Sure, sure. Carrie, any other thoughts? No, I just agree with um, your the points that you're all making that we really do. The access can be a challenge and we need to be part of the solution. And for a long time in higher education, it was make your own access. And we're changing that approach now. And I like how Dave put it that we're, we want... Um, everyone to put their best effort and bring, come to the table. So a student, we, we need to provide the opportunity and then open it up for that student to, um, to flourish in that opportunity. So there's expectations on both sides, um, but we need, an, we need our institutions and we're hoping that they'll, they're going to bring something to the table and make sure those opportunities you're right. There's some students that don't, they have work, they have children and they don't have you. They can't they've carved out the six hours a day to attend coursework, um, but that's it. That's all they can carve. So we've got to embed it. And so I like um, Dave's comment about putting it in the classroom. It's it, that's really an effective way for us to do this. And, and I get really excited because there's a lot of, of technology companies that are actually partnering to help solve this gap. Um, Parker Dewey is a relatively new one. 
um, but they provide micro internships. And so they basically serve as kind of the third party um, where employers can come say, yeah. hey, we need to fill this short term project mm -hmm. rather than maybe like a three or four month commitment of an internship that a lot of students can't do. But I found even just within our our student demographic, short term paid projects by employers has has been wildly popular, mostly because of the accessibility aspect. Yeah. So it gives me a lot of hope mm -hmm. um, that I think a lot of people are starting to take note that we need more industry integration. Um, and it needs to be more accessible. So that makes me excited. <laughs> and I can, you know, as as myself, also an employer, someone who hires, yes. I have seen how amazingly effective those opportunities are. Um, so many of the people I've interviewed and hired, the ones that stood out had a project of some sort that was a real world, real, real yep. world project in their classroom. And that allowed them to connect so many other things that they have done to, to workforce. Like they could look and say, oh, in this course, I learned these things and it connects to that job in this way. And so they really were able to say, this is how I'm prepared for that um, position that you're considering me for. So there, we really should spend more time um, putting resources that way, because I think it really prepares students to enter the workforce. Sometimes it's so challenging because employers want you to have experience. Where are you going to get that experience? But uh, as an employer, I see why it's needed, because if you've only had that degree, sometimes bridging over into career is a challenge. And so having a student that comes to the door saying, I understand how to bridge my degree into this career is helpful, not only for the student, for the employer as well. Absolutely. Well, I can't believe we're almost out of time. <laughs> time flies. We're having fun. Um, but I'd love to just end on a pretty broad and open question. Take this wherever you want it to go. Um, and Kate, Carrie, maybe we'll have you start. But what are what are the nuggets of advice that you have for students? Again, we've talked about really a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of things we can't predict. There's a lot of things we don't necessarily know what the future is going to look like. Um, so maybe, you know, picture that freshman student, um, their, their first day in classes, they're, they're just trying to wrap their head around, you know, um, becoming an adult. What, mm -hmm. what career advice do you give to them? I think it's all about thinking about the skills. What major you choose is important, but really think about the skills you're developing and get a mindset for thinking about your learning as a skill development. Um, also get in the know if you know which direction you do want to go in. I think I want to become this. Get into the dialogue, uh, read industry uh, write-ups. Um, there might be particular publications and understand what language they're using. What skills are they talking about? What new technologies are they talking about? And look at how those connect to things that you're learning. It's, it's, it's going to take you further to be able to talk about your skills than to talk about your major. It, it's fine <laughs> that you went into sociology, but you've developed some pretty marketable skills in that sociology degree. Understand how they're talking about those skills out in the workforce and connect them back to what you're learning so that you can present yourself in a marketable way to employers. I think that's such great advice. And, you know, oftentimes when students come to me and they ask, how can I learn more about this career? And like, if this is a good fit for me, one of the number one things I recommend is going and talking to professionals in the field. Absolutely. Ask them, what degree did you get? Yeah. Ask them, you know, what mm -hmm. are the key things that I need to know? And even as you prepare for an, an interview to have that language, um, you're not just an outsider coming in saying, I want to help. You're saying, I have something to contribute. I understand the context. Mm -hmm. So I think that's huge. Great, great, great yeah. advice. Dave. Harry said it all. <laughs> no, uh, you know, if I was to if I was to 
to tell kids anything it would be to take action. You know, I, I just don't, you, you can't stand on the sidelines. Um, it's, it's not okay just to, to go to school to say, I'm going to school. Um, know what you're going for. Um, it's just too expensive. It's too much time. Um, it's too much frustration. Um, and, and I say that because I think we have a lot of kids that are going to four-year degrees that probably don't want to be there, but because of a high school counselor, because from mom and dad, because of somebody said, you've got to have a four-year degree to be successful. It's absolutely not accurate information. Um, now, but what Carrie said, dive into it. What do you want? What does that career path look like? What is that skill set you need to have what to get where you want to go? It very well may be at one of our tech colleges. Um, and if that's the case, man, go for it, you know, and, and understand that every day you go to work, you got to be happy, right? Um, there's a lot of people that would have my job that would drive them absolutely insane. Um, it, if I did Carrie's job, it would drive me insane. So you've got to know, you know, what it is that you like to do and then do it. And if you want to be a plumber, man, there's some great living out there in plumber. You know, if you'd rather work with your hands, go be a welder. I mean, there's so many opportunities just to explore all those opportunities. I think sometimes our, our kids go to school and then it's a pivot too late. Um, and I don't want to ever say it's too late, but man, we just, we just three years of taking general education classes and things where they just were never really engaged. And, and you know how hard it is when you're doing something you don't like to do. It's pure hell. I'm just going to say how yeah, it is. Right. It is. But if you can pivot in a way that, and, and I've seen kids do this, you know, they're at a four-year institution and they're just miserable. And then they pivot and go to one of the tech colleges and they just flourish. Right. And they just flourish because now all of a sudden they're in to what they really want to do. And they just, they, they love it. And so it would really explore early. Um, and it's not that every student needs to know what they're going to do at 17. Sure. I sure didn't know what I was going to do at 17 or 18. And I don't expect kids to do that, but I think you have a pretty broad idea of, I want to be in the trades or I want a four-year degree. If you want a four-year degree and you have some broad categories, at least you start taking the right general education classes. You can at least start exploring in the right areas. But I talked to so many kids when I was at Utah State, just said, I don't know what I want. That's kind of heartbreaking. Um, and it's only heartbreaking if they just keep going down that path. It's not heartbreaking if they tell you that up early and then you say, well, let's explore. Let's figure some things out. Let us help guide some of those discussions and those decisions. What that tells me is they probably haven't had anybody to do that with, right, at any point in time in our life. And that's where that access piece comes in is a lot of kids don't have this opportunity to do it over at the dinner table. A lot of kids don't have that opportunity to do it with the counselor for whatever reason. We need to make sure that we're providing kids with those opportunities so they know what direction they're going. Um, it just, I think our completion rate goes higher. I think our connectivity, our the workforce, our driving the economy goes forward. If we get kids where they really want to be, I, I, it's it's kind of really interesting when you think about everybody's personalities. We're also wired differently, right? And you say, man, how do we ever have enough welders? How do we ever have enough attorneys? How do we have enough? It kind of takes care of itself if we get people where they want to be. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, we don't need to force somebody to be an engineer if they don't want to be an engineer, just we need more engineers. There's many, plenty of people want to be engineers. We just need to get people where they really want to be in society and in a career and things will take care of themselves. I so appreciate that. And again, truly resonates with me, you know, working in the career design center, uh, because I, I think that's one of our key things that we want to address and really, our, our ultimate goal is to integrate into the student experience because we recognize we recently, we pulled some data and realized we were serving like 10% of the entire institution and just said, this isn't good enough. Yeah. We're not reaching enough students. Too many students have that question. 
what am I trying to do? What am I good at? What am I interested in? And they weren't getting that education or those, those opportunities. And so we are really strategically looking at how can we integrate career into the entire university experience. And whether you're going to USU or any other institution, I think that's a really critical thing to look and see, is the school that I'm attending, are they invested in careers? Is that a high priority for them? Um, I think it's such a critical question for students to to ask, but also use, because to your points, um, students have to be motivated beyond um, what their parents have in mind for them. Yeah, <laughs> but I think true. kids will if we get them in the yeah. right field. Right, Agreed. people are motivated with they, what they like. Yeah, right. Not motivated is something they don't like. Right. We've all went through a general education class where I just hope like heck I can get through this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you have to because of where you want to get. But if you're that student, you don't know where to get that general education class may be the last one you take. Yeah. Because if you don't have that brighter future, I'm like, okay, I can get through this. For me, it was biology. I can get through this biology class because I know that I want this at the end. It's easier to drive. But if a kid's like, I really don't know what I want. I don't know if this biology class is really needed. Okay, I'm done. I'm going to step out of school for a semester. I'm going to, you know, and and it just becomes this, it just becomes barriers in the way. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you both so much. I feel I feel like I've learned so much in the past little little time that we've been here together. Um, and I feel a great sense of hope. Um, I think sometimes, you know, careers, it feels like such a heavy topic for students to tackle. It feels like a heavy topic for the parents <laughs> as they come to question, you know, and all of that. But but I, I think there's a lot of hope. And and one thing that really stands out to me um, is, is Yushi is really doing a lot to provide resources both to students and the workers but also to the institutions who are trying to support them in that effort. So thank you both for the work that you do. Um, and thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I've, well, I've had a lovely time. Thank, thanks for all you do. And thanks for yeah. your emphasis on careers, because again, that's really where we got to be is what do students want out of an education? They want a career. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you loved this episode of the USU Career Studio podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends and family. 